All right, folks, welcome to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This is brought to you by Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. If you've got a hot rod and you're looking to get it worked on or maybe you want to buy a hot rod, well, there's a shop local in Escondido at 2324 Auto Parkway that sells high-end hot rods. Check him out at HotRodsCustomStuff.com, HotRodsCustomStuff.com. All right, I just reached out to a buddy of mine who lives in Texas. His name's Mike Herzing. He does a radio show and also has been in the automotive field. He's been a repair. I own his own repair shop. He teaches at a community college. Take a listen. We had a couple of segments that we just talk cars. All right, folks. Hey, I got my good buddy Mike Herzing on the line. He's out there in lovely Texas. And he does a radio show as well, just like me. That's what happened to old car guys that either run a dealership or their own repair shop. We end up talking about it till we turn into dust. Let's talk wheels. Good show. You ought to tune it in. You can get it. You know, iHeart, Spotify. Just go look for it. When is it? When is it, Mike? Saturdays. Well, it comes on Saturday mornings on the Sports Map Radio Network, but it's easier on iTunes or Spotify, probably do that, or Audio Boom, or, you know, one of my news uh, outlets is called Classic.com, C-L-A-S-I-Q. It's a really great auction site. You think, you think you know, bring, bring a trailer or eBay? No, check out Classic.com. They, are, they got some great cars for sale if you love classic cars as much as you and I do, because I know you own about a quarter of the classic cars in San Diego, don't you? I don't need any more. Get away from me. Get away. <laughs> I don't need any more cars. And I just looked at three of them, and I finally had to just bite my lip and not pull the trigger. But So now you're out. Whereabouts in Texas are you? I'm outside Houston, but actually this very minute I'm up in East Texas uh, and uh, going over to the lake house and working on some stuff. But, my gosh, gas prices are brutal. Even here in Texas, man, it's terrible. What is it up? What's it up to now in Texas? Oh, I, about you know, it, it, for a long time it was three ninety nine, and then three eighty nine, three seventy nine, and just this week it went up to like four oh nine, four ten, four fifteen. You know, it's just are you kidding me? This is you're terrible. Not, you're not getting any sympathy out of us. We do. We're at, we're at about. We're averaging five ninety nine to six thirty nine. For regular. <sighs> but you know what? It, it, it is what it is. Uh, we can kick and scream, and, and and we all know why it's happening. Sure. They're trying to push us into electric vehicles, except nothing's ready. We don't have an infrastructure. We don't have a charging system. We don't have affordable electric vehicles. So it is just another government plan that wasn't planned out. Now, how are you doing for vehicle inventory? Well, it's not that good, <clears throat> obviously. It's it's pretty horrible. I mean, I want, I, you know, it's funny. Toyota's selling a lot of vehicles, but uh, I went by a dealer the other day. They had six yeah. <laughs> out of their store. Now, every every other day, the trucks are coming. You know, it's real funny, though. And I was talking to a friend of mine who owns an RV store, and their sales are good. But what's weird is they're – Actually, they're becoming – they're getting more inventory, okay? And so they're going – he has – we have – they normally keep 120 units, and they got down to like 18 or 19 for several months. And those things – and as soon as they came in, they were sold. And he says, now we've got, you know, 30, 35. 
okay, 40, okay, in stock. He says, but my profits are down because I'm paying floor plan, floor plan. Yeah. And uh, and he says, I'm still selling the same, but now I'm keeping more. And, you know, I thought about, realize that floor plan costs, so that's going to cost the dealers a lot less because they're not keeping. There are dealers out here that had 1,000 vehicles on the lot at one point. Remember those days? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's like I was telling somebody the other day. In fact, I've, I've had the dealers that I work with here to help be people buy cars. I don't take a commission. Right. I just want to help yeah. out. They called me up and says, David, don't send anybody to us. I go, what are you talking about? He says, our inventory is starting to, to pick up, but everything that comes in is already sold because people are pre-ordering. But if it's on the lot, we're marking it up because we sold 200 cars a month. Now we're selling 20. We still got to pay employees, we, we, so we have to make the difference up. So we're marking yep. them up between, you know, selling 20 cars versus 200 cars. He says, sure. so don't send me anybody because they're not going to be happy with what's going what's gonna to go down. But you remember the days of just call, telling the customer come in and you'd say they'd say Mike or Dave, uh, I need I want to buy I had the other day I want to buy a Genesis I said wait a minute I've got a, a good family here in town they they own several different stores and they've been around since the fifties they own a Genesis store let me send you over here and I and I gave him the name of a salesman and I said uh, go to this guy well these guys don't even bother to call people back anymore because they're not salesmen anymore no. they're order takers you know you're, they don't even have to sell. Now, you're, you're, you're absolutely, you're absolutely correct. And I even hate to say this because this was my profession, but even the service departments are misdiagnosing and they're telling people, oh, you need this and this and this and this. And if you squawk at all, then they just walk away. Well, I mean, and I don't know how long this is going to last, but yep. it, it it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. And whatever happens on the coast, East and West, it's going to filter into the center, and we're all going to be in the same boat. I mean, it's it's really a sad situation. The positive news is, if you've got a couple of used cars that are in pretty good shape, they're worth a fortune today. Boy, no kidding. You know, and and what's funny is when you talked about the dealers, the parts situation. You know, if they can't build cars, they can't build parts either. And um, you know, it's the same, but. It's not just the car business. Power sports. Uh, I had a, one of my son's friends had a had a Polaris on order at two different dealers. Put five hundred dollars down. It just came in. It's not the top of the line Polaris. It's the one down from that. It's forty three thousand dollars for a uh, Polaris UKV. Are you kidding me? That's I mean, what I... <laughs> are you? I... I mean, come on. It's not even the top of the line. I know, I know, I know, and and then and no 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 offense to the dealer, but they just look at you and say, "Do you want it or don't you?" Yep, yep. They're not going to they're know. not going to wheel it. They're not going to wheel and deal. So, folks, what Mike and I are trying to tell you, unless you're in a situation where you just have to have a vehicle and you have to pull the trigger, then I understand it. We understand it. But if you don't have to purchase it today. Or in the next two years, what do you think? Two years, maybe three? No, I mean, I, I, by next spring it'll be it'll be different. As soon as you know the midterm elections and everything, it'll look look like up. Remember back when I guess when Bush was around and we had you know a nine eleven and all this other stuff. Remember when we had 
the, the gas crisis and we had uh, they they stopped and said, wait a minute, don't produce seven or eight blends, produce two, uh, go into hood and do this. And all of a sudden we had fuel again and the price dropped again. Um, they were like, drop everything, produce as much as you can on the refinery side. They're not doing that right now. There's a lot of steps they can take that they haven't well, taken yet. But you got to admit, this administration is at yeah. war with the fuel companies. They don't yep. want to help them. They don't want to yep. give them a break. And if it means that their general public has to suffer for it, so be it. I mean, that's the way I see it. I mean, going well, to Venezuela that produces yeah. the, the filthiest, dirtiest product on the planet? Are yeah. you kidding me? Well, come on, man. It's it's not it's it's not your buddy Biden's fault. It's it's Putin's it's Putin's fault. <laughs> what was I thinking? What was I thinking? <laughs> I completely forgot. Hey, I don't know I gotta if you love heard, you, man. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you heard this or not, but this was hilarious. There was a, you know, the little Biden stickers that say I did yeah. that. Put them on. They're everywhere here. Everywhere. Well, BP Gas and Oil are fining their cut their 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 uh, their stores if the manager doesn't pull those stickers off. It's four hundred dollars a sticker. Oh, <laughs> they'd be broke here. Every every other fuel pump here in Texas has one. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, yeah that's the I one. I did that. So. So I was at a press event a while back, and it was with Chevrolet, and we were talking about this same topic. And I asked him, I said, so where is the $10,000 electric car? And he goes, what are you talking about? I says, if the government wants everybody to be in an electric car, let's not even talk about the grid, then how are you to expect, even at $17 an hour, you know, the Whataburgers, the McDonald's, the In-N-Out Burgers, how are these people going to afford an electric car? He says, we don't even build a $10,000 gas car. I said, that's my point exactly. So where's the game plan? Where's the strategy? Where's the end result? I don't see it. No, they don't want to. They don't want that. I mean, come on, give me a break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to give you another segment. Hold on, folks. We'll be right back. Hi, folks. Welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by the good folks at Express Auto Service. Uh, Dave and Connie have been working on all my cars for more years than I care to admit. They're not new, so they need a lot of attention. And boy, do they do a good job of it. So if you have an old car and you don't want to spend an arm and a leg, take it over to Express Auto Service. Go to ExpressAutoServiceLaMesa.com. They're uh, right there at 78 or 7633 El Cajon Boulevard, Monday through Friday. Give Dave a call at 619-463-1484. Tell him you heard it right here on KCBQ, and I said hi. All right, we're going to get back to my good buddy Mike Herzig with some more news out of Texas. All right, folks, hey, we're back with Mike Herzig, and we are trying to fix the world, (laughs) and I just think we've drank enough. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, yes, I know. I know it's, it's terrible here. You know, it's real funny. I'm in Texas and of course, West Texas, they have all of the, the wind generators. And I see these giant 120 foot uh, blades for the, for the wind turbines always coming in from the port. Yeah. 
And then once they, and then I see them coming away from Amarillo and stuff, and, they, and all they do is put them in a big pile or bury them. They have, they don't even know what to do with them. Right. I don't think they've anybody's mentioned all that when it comes to clean energy that they they can't recycle these things yet. They got to change them out all the time. Right. And not only that, uh, the biggest problem they have with them right now, they just reported it, that they found that that the wind is not developing enough uh, power to uh, generate enough electricity for what we're looking at. So so the whole idea is not working because they can't control they can't control the wind. Well, um that's still Putin's fault, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, have you been in any in any electric cars lately? I had a, a um you know, I was in a, a uh, I, then just for a minute, I just got a chance to mess with it a little bit. My son had it. It was a really nice Tesla uh, oh. four-door, really nice, and it had two Gatling gun cannons on the side. It belonged to Black Rifle Coffee Company, and I thought it would be great to have in California for the traffic. Well, the only problem is unless that gun is on the California roster, he can't come yeah. to California. Oh man, it came off of the front of an M, uh, was an F thirty five, I think, or F sixteen, something like that. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but you know, do you see a lot of electric vehicles in and around your neck of the woods? No, not really. I mean, if I was inside the loop or you know near Midtown or something, I would probably see more. I see a fair amount of Teslas, and they just opened up a big Tesla store. It's about sixty thousand square feet. It, it used to be an old uh, sporting goods store called Gander Mountain. And uh, it folded, and then uh, uh, they put in a Tesla service center here. Um, oh. It's a little weird because Tesla was turned away by Texas a couple years ago, four or five years ago, because Tesla doesn't want to have a, a dealer network. They want to sell it like Apple sells their stuff, you know. And the the dealer lobbyist lobbies in in the uh, in Austin. They fought it off. They said, okay, if you don't have a dealer network, you can't sell cars directly here in Texas. But somehow, rather, Tesla's managed to do it either through Nevada, through California, or something. Um, but they're, I think the state's just turning their eye on this thing because uh, there are te- Tesla showrooms, fair amount of, you know, several places around town. I see Teslas all the time. Not like oh, yeah. California. A tenth, a tenth as much as California. But there's no place to really, I mean, in town, it's great. And 20 miles from town, great. But you get out on the road, no, it's not going to work. You know, it's maybe if you're empty. I mean, I had a I had a Nissan Leaf a few weeks ago, and I go up to East Texas. It's 145 miles. I go to leave. I have the two dogs, which are a Rottweiler and a Belgian Malinois, and then the wife and a punch stuff are going up to East Texas, up to the lake. And I had 230 miles or 25 miles of range. I made it here with 20 miles of range, and all it has is a. And I'll, I went. I went the speed limit. Okay, Dave, you know the, how hard it is on me. I went the speed limit. Okay, and my wife was still dumbfounded, but I did. Okay, um, but it wasn't enough stop and go, and I barely made it here. I had range anxiety. I mean, oh my God, you should have seen. Oh, you know, uh, um, I don't know how you did it. I know there's no place to charge it. I took. I had to charge it on, on 110 at the lake, and I didn't have a, a, a 220 charger. So, um, and it was terrible. Now around town, and and I didn't have a bunch of people. You know, four four things. Well, 
loaded down or anything. It was great. I got great fuel economy, you know, uh, mileage. I didn't have range anxiety. It was great. Once you take it out of town, because there was no charge, 144 miles up to here, there were two places to charge it and the whole way way here. And uh, one place the charger was broken, and one, one, one place was about 15 miles from my lake house. I just went screw it and just drove here. Right. So not only do the chargers have to be available, they have to be not broken. You know, like they have software issues around here a lot, and there might be five people in them. You know, my – my ex-partner, Matt Peralta, who does a thing called Bostonian versus the Book podcast, he tells, he shows me pictures all the time in Vegas, people going back to California, and there's 15 people lined up at a, you know, Tesla's lined up at a charging station, yeah. you know, on a, on a Sunday afternoon, because they're all charged up to go home. Yeah. Um, you're running, you're it, running into the same problems I think we're going to yeah. see. You, you know, maybe here in California and New York and the East Coast and the West Coast, there's more, you know, per square inch and per capita. But, you know, it's they just put the cart in front of the horse, you know. Yeah. What they should have yeah. done is build all the infrastructure, nuclear power plants to, you know, to, to uh, you know, power these things, not wind, not solar. Solar maybe as a yep. backup, but not wind, because wind is... I mean, it's it's yeah. They're having so many issues with those things, and when those big units take a dump, they dump thousands of gallons of oil that are used for lubricants yeah. down on the ground. It's sure. Super. I mean, we could just yeah. go on and on and on. You know, yeah. I, what they should have do. I mean, was to, is to stop, reverse engineering, put the infrastructures in, and then start building cars. And I'll bet you. They can come out with a ten thousand dollar electric car. May not be yeah. gorgeous. It may not look like yeah. a Tesla. It may not look like a Porsche Taycan, but it's it's a point A point B with lots of range. I know they can do it. You know, you're you know it may you know it may look like a Toyota Echo, but you know, yeah, exactly. uh, or Yaris, but you know what what the hell? It'd be okay, and yeah, you, for most people, it'd be fine. Sure. I mean, granted, uh, last I read, uh, EV sales are up 62% out here in California. And now they've come out, out here and, and are warning Californians of brownouts and blackouts yep. once all these vehicles start getting charged up on a regular basis. So, again, it's just going to be another, just going to be another issue that this administration is going to have to try to deal with, and uh, it's going to be tough. Hey, on your radio show, what are some of your topics? Mm-hmm. What do you, so if somebody was going to tune in, what would they hear? Well, first of all, we do we do first part of the show. The first segment is we do you know news and and things like that and, and topics of like what we're talking about right now. The second uh-huh. segment we'll do a car review. We're going to talk about some classic car stuff. Uh, oh. Then we're going to do an interview with somebody like from Black Rifle. Uh, or we're going to do somebody like uh, from the Rally, uh, Rally Ready Racing School. Or we've done Jim Morrison from Jeep, the president of Jeep. Uh, and then we're going to talk about classic cars, and we're going to answer some car questions because I am a technician and, and an auto automobile technology instructor. So we talk about that, and we help people out. You know, if you've got something you want us to talk about, hell yeah, we'll talk about it. It's easy. All you right. Know, and I, got a, I, got a great, I got a great topic for you. What's so that? this buddy of mine, he does a call-in fix-it show because I, I, he has sure. my old from years gone by. So this little old lady called in 
and she said, I need to know how to turn off the, the little message that comes up in the center of my dash that states I need to pull over and get a cup of coffee and rest. <laughs> and he goes, well, why is that? She says, because my doctor said my caffeine level is off the chart. <laughs> the chart. Because she I like stops. It. Every time it comes on, she pulls into a either a Seven Eleven or a McDonald's and gets a big cup of coffee. <laughs> so, I had a lady one time that just like that to catch me. This make my car makes this terrible noise, and she's talking to me and talking to me. And I said, Dry, I couldn't drive. I couldn't do it. I couldn't duplicate it. It was an Acura Integra. I couldn't duplicate it. And I right. said, just take me for a drive. And she's talking to me. And and we're talking, and she's weaving over on the road to the far side where they have those those uh, rumble strips. Oh yeah. And she goes, "There's a noise." And I went, "No, you're really kidding me." And she goes, "No." And she says, "That was the noise." And I went, "You realize what you're doing?" And you know, and I thought she was joking with me. And I was like, "She goes, no, that was the noise." I said, "All right, just steer left." And she goes, "There it is." And I went, "That's the rumble strip." You know, it's just the same thing as your coffee. Probably probably related to your coffee lady. Boy, you got more nerve than I got, man. I don't let you gotta any, love them, though. You, you gotta love them. I don't let customers. You know. I mean, they drove me when I was a service manager, and I had the you know what scared out of me a couple of times. I said, "That's it. No one's, no one's driving me anymore." You're probably one of the few guys that I'll go on a press event with that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I know that, but I mean, it's just, it's just you gotta help. You gotta help. If you gotta, you gotta duplicate it, and sometimes you can't. You just drive with them and and. And take a piece of leather to chew on, you know, and so, and uh, and hope that you survive. I mean, they're, they're good old folks, and you know, yeah. there's somebody out there for everybody. All right, well, that's two segments you owe me. So, folks, if you want to <laughs> check out Mike Saturday mornings, what time? Eight o'clock Eastern time. Jeez, Louise, East. That's I know. Jeez. Okay, hey, but I bet. Is there a way that people can listen to it, um, you know, like in a podcast or something later? Sure. Yeah, let's Talk Wheels. We're on iTunes or, or uh, Spotify. That's easy. We're on audioboom.com. We're on classic.com. We're on sportsmapradio.com. So you can find me all over the place. Just to just check out Let's Talk Wheels. All right. Mike, thanks a million for uh, calling in, and, and we're definitely going to do this again. All right, Hollywood. Thanks a lot. Take care. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by John's Automotive Care, located at 6267 Riverdale Street in San Diego. Go to johnsandiegoautorepair.com, or you can call them at 619-280-9315, make an appointment. Napa Auto Care, ASC certified, AAA approved. Can't get any better than that. Well, all right, we've got Brian Armstead on the line. Hey, Brian, how's it going, bud? I'm, I'm great, Dave. How are you today? Just living the life. So you were in a 23 Kia Sportage. Is, uh... Actually, I went on the uh, went on the press launch for it recently, and I'm uh-huh. just getting uh, caught up with, uh, you know, reviews. <laughs> been on the road, man. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And looking outside, I mean, we're looking, it's looking like Oklahoma outside here in the state of Maryland. So I'd probably want to opt for the X-Line all-wheel drive or the... Um, <laughs> One of the Sportage X Pro models with all-wheel drive. I mean, it's looking pretty bleak outside today. We've had crazy weather, so you definitely want something with all-wheel drive when you're when you're battling the gale force winds and the torrential rains. You know, you need that Kia man under your under your under your lap there. So uh, 
keep you keep you safe and well, Dave. Sure, absolutely. So, what did uh, now was this a refresh or was this a how heavily did they get into the new Sportage? Well, you know, I um, that's a great question. I, it looks like an all new platform to me, and I have to apologize because it was a couple of weeks ago. So, if if I were just to say, just based on what is mm-hmm. offered and what it's an all new platform, twenty twenty three. Uh, they have seven different trim levels. LX starting at twenty five nine ninety, EX twenty seven nine ninety, X line all wheel drive thirty thousand seven ninety, SX thirty one four ninety, SX Prestige thirty three four ninety, Sportage X Pro thirty four nine ninety, and Sportage X Pro Prestige thirty six seven ninety. Of course, each progressive trim level gives you a little more standard equipment. What's the beautiful thing about Kia's, Dave, is that even at the base LX trim level, you get a real, real nice package of standard equipment. Of course, when you you know spend a ten or eleven thousand dollars more, it's like the whole kitchen sink. What I like about the uh, all-wheel drive models is that they they did a really and they have a hybrid available as well, mm-hmm. and the hybrid um, hybrid offers um, a little bit even even more uh, the than the uh, than, than the base model, the prices I quoted exclude a twelve fifty five uh, destination charge. Inside, it looks great. You've got a a, a twelve point a pair of twelve point three inch screens. It looks terrific. It's just one continuous cluster. Looks like a Mercedes Benz inside, and I'm not joking when I say that because everything is just a continuous cluster, and they've really taken uh, steps to, you know, really. Bring this Sportage up market. No longer is it the base sport utility vehicle. Uh, you know, the Palisade has done extremely well. The uh, the Kia Sportage is the, you know, it's the stepchild of the Palisade. I'm sorry, the, uh, the Telluride, rather. Mm. And they've really kind of taken it up market so that you can get Telluride-like features at a, at a price that nobody really can, can mess with, Dave. We had an off-road course, which was interesting, in which we took the uh, Sportage X Pro off-road. And I thought it was going to be a joke at first because I'm like, okay, a Kia Sportage off-road, nah, I'll pass. But I took I took the ride. I did not drive, but I was riding with Sue Mead. And Sue Mead is a legendary off-road oh, yeah. enthusiast. She's done, you know, Baja and... You know, crossing you know, Paris to Dakar rally. She's a she's a legitimate off road person, and I, I wish you could have seen the smile on her face when she was doing the Kia Sportage off road. <laughs> she was talking trash about it, and you know, then every time she accomplished a feat that they had set up for, she's like, okay, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they got something going on here. But basically, the uh, X Pro. Has 29-inch BF Goodrich all-terrain tires. It's got an all-terrain, all-wheel drive system, which includes a, a higher ground clearance, uh, 8.3 inches, and it also has different departure breakover angles. Um, you know, there, which which puts you not in a Jeep-like category, but certainly in a category that you want to take a Sportage, go have some fun on the local trail. They set up a course for us. And uh, at one of the points in the course, we actually had a wheel off the ground. We did a sharp downhill uh, descent, and the left rear right wheel was off the ground as we dove into the uh, into the uh, descent. So they 
done their homework and handled all of the off-road stuff just beautifully. Uh, and then, you know, inside you're, you're just, you're cosseted basically. They've got a Syntex artificial leather. Um, you've got Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Uh, you know, I just think that everything that Kia has done with this, uh, with this platform is really, really cool. Highway drive assist. It adapts, uh, it, it combines adaptive cruise control and lane keeping assist. You can even uh, take a page out of the Hyundai playbook. You can even use remote parking assist. You can pull the sportage in and out of a parking space, depending on trim level, with the key fob. Mm-hmm. So it starts again at 27245 On the road, I like the performance of the vehicle. It has a basic, you know, the base model. There's nothing to, dry, to write home about, but the, uh, you know, it's got a 200 a 2.5-liter naturally aspirated I-4 in the Sportage X Pro with 187 horsepower, that gets up pretty good. The hybrid is really the one you want, though. That is the platform where, you know, you get a little extra kick, uses a 1.6-liter turbo 4, and has the electric motor paired with it. And, um, it, you know, it puts out 227 horsepower and 258 pound-feet of torque, and it gets up and goes pretty good. So if I were you, I look at the hybrid, particularly with the with the gas prices today. I mean, even in Maryland here, we're you know we're kicking out you know f- over five dollars a gallon, and you know you, you get you get pretty good fuel economy with the uh, with the hybrid. Forty four miles per gallon highway, forty two city, mm-hmm. which is odd because you normally have a higher city MPG uh, than a higher oh, yeah. hi- highway MPG. So, don't know what that one's all about, but um, even the uh, even the Sportage LX has a decent uh, torque, horsepower and torque rating. It's got a 2.5 liter four-day, 187 horsepower, 178 pound-feet of torque, all kinds of driver assist technology, mm-hmm. um, depending on trim level. But I'm looking at the LX right now. Forward collision assist with advanced pedestrian detection and cyclist detection, lane following assist, lane keeping assist, Driver attention warning. I heard you joke about the coffee cups before I got on the air. <laughs> this will tell you when to go get some caffeine at your local Wawa or Sheets or whatever you have out there in San Diego. A leading vehicle departure alert, uh, which is interesting because if the car, when the car in front of you pulls off, gives you an indication, which is really cool because when you're sitting there diddling around with your uh, with your cell phone, it's like, hey, uh, Brian Armstead, you know, time for you to get on up the road. The vehicle in front of you is gone. It's time for you to put your phone down and get back to the business of driving. Uh, a lot of safety, a lot of features, and you can't ever go wrong with the 10-year, 100,000-mile yeah. warranty that Kia provides. Now, you know, we're, we're moving towards electrification, and, uh, you know, the Kia Nero Electric uh, is, is a great vehicle. Uh, but we're not there yet. We're not quite there yet with, uh, you know, the Sportage Hybrid is a great vehicle. They have a Nero plug-in, Sorento Hybrid, Nero EV, EV6, terrific electric vehicle, mm-hmm. Sorento uh, plug-in hybrid. You know, the EV6 is probably, and the uh, corporate cousin, Ionic 5, are two of the best electric vehicles on the road. And the price for the EV6 starts at 40900 it's ridiculously low when you think of what you get in terms of performance and quality and all of the above, pretty much. But we're not quite quite ready, in my estimation, you know, to delve 
full tilt into um, electric vehicles today. A lot of manufacturers are saying, hey, by 2025, fully electric. By 2030, fully electric. By 2027, we're not making any more internal combustion engines. Well, you know, then you're going to have the sleeper companies that are just like like Toyota, which has been doing really well with their hybrids and Mm -hmm. their Priuses and their Mirai uh, uh, fuel cell vehicles. There are going to be companies that sneak in and Take all of the um, take all of the income because once we're forced to buy an electric vehicle, it no longer becomes a choice. Because if you want an Audi by I think by twenty thirty, all you're gonna have you're gonna have is the electrified platform. Right. So there are many companies that actually are planning for both because I think twenty thirty is a little bit too soon. I'm all about green power, Dave, but I just think that you know the infrastructure is not ready. You know, we have a lot of wrangling in, in, um, in our political system with what system is best. Uh, you know, the current president says one thing, Congress says another. And I just think that um, until we can sort all of the political um, ramifications out in each state, like, you know, Joe Manchin in, in West Virginia, he's going to continue to fight for coal sure. as long as he can, because that's the lifeblood of the state, right. you know, one of the lifebloods of, of the state. So we got a lot to accomplish, but if you look at hybrids, folks, to me, that's the way to go. Sportage hybrids start to 27290. Um, there's nothing wrong with the 2023 Sportage. It's totally, it's a terrific vehicle. I love the way it rides, great ride quality. I can fit in it quite well. But to me, I would spend a few coins and get the hybrid. Right. Um, you know, unfortunately, you can't get the. Sportage X Pro package. If you want to do some light off-roading, you can't get the uh, Sportage X Pro right. package with the hybrid. But if you don't need to go off-road, then a Sportage hybrid is a great vehicle to buy. It's safe. It's reliable. It's stylish. The styling of the new Sportage, Dave, they, they've made it look larger. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure of the dimensions of it, but it's pretty darn slick looking. Right. Well, you know, you... A lot of really crisp angles on it. Well, I was just—I was just going to say before we get to the end of the segment, we just got a report here in ca- California that electric vehicle sales are up sixty percent over, right. ga- and the state of California just sent out a notice that because of that, be prepared for massive brownouts and blackouts because they're, they're not ready. No, I've said a hundred times they put the cart in front of the horse not behind the horse exactly exactly and i don't know what we're and and they keep jacking the price of fuel up to push us to an electric vehicle i talked to a gm engineer and i said okay that's i i I get where you're going so show me a drawing of your ten thousand dollar electric car and he goes what are you talking about instead of your instead of your one hundred thank you thousand dollar which is what they're going for yes which weighs Ten what? Ten eight to ten thousand pounds. Yeah, and, I mean, and, come on, folks. And then I mean, he turns around and he says, "Well, we don't have a ten thousand dollar gas car." No, you don't have a ten thousand dollar gas car, but you've got people that work at McDonald's and and Wimpy's and all these little small businesses where kids are making minimum wage. They can't go out and spend for even forty, fifty, sixty thousand. Then where are they going to charge it? Yeah, this could be another. This could be another show all in itself because it's. I'm telling you, it's. They're just, for whatever reason, they're not thinking, and I don't get it. Well, and I think the I think the manufacturers are to blame here, Dave, yes. honestly. And I'm not across the board. Everybody's rushing, Volvo, rushing, 
General Motors, Ultium, uh, Audi, you know, uh, Ultim, you know, these people have, have thrown down the gauntlet. We will be fully electrified. Our platforms, now fully electrified platforms include hybrids. It doesn't necessarily right. mean full EVs. Tell you what, hey, are you, do- not are, you, are you doing anything? Are you taking your lady out for lunch yeah. or anything? Uh, no, no, I can continue. I'll hold on. Yeah, take a break. Let's come back because I think this is a very important topic right here on the You Auto Know Show, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to You Auto Know, FM 961 AM 1170. Yeah, sir. I decided to bring Brittany on, uh, Brian, because she's a hard worker. <laughs> yeah, and she's just. Uh, she's hey, so- Brittany. Hi. Good afternoon. Yeah, so doing? this this segment's brought to you by Convoy Auto Service, Napa Auto Care, ASE certified, AAA approved. Nobody does it better. And Bumper Doc, Curdy Mesa, scratches, dings, and dents, leash returns. You got to do it all. So Brian and I were chatting, you know, in our last segment about, you know, the electric vehicles. I, I, I brought automotive news in tonight, today, just to kind of see if there was anything... And everybody's putting on the brakes. Carvana's screaming down there. They just laid off 2,500 people. Uh, Penske's stopping a, a big, huge, multi-million dollar project. Toyota's putting the brakes on. I mean, I think I'm starting to see the handwriting on the wall. And for them, and so let me expand on that statement you made. You, you don't think it's the government pushing electric vehicles by 2035? You think it's the manufacturers? Listen, uh, Dave, uh, we, we could debate this for the next three or four hours. <laughs> there, are points, there are points on both sides. But the government can't force Audi to to do anything. I mean, Audi Audi's strategy is we choose to go fully electric by the government, neither administration, I'm talking about the previous administration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Administration, right. Neither administration has mandated that automakers in the United States must do something by X, Y, Z date. It just hasn't been done. See, I this thought that was the case. I thought that was the case. No, 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 no. This is, this is all on this, these luxury, uh, and it's mostly the luxury brands that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Cadillac and right. Volvo and Audi. The Mercedes is in full tilt. I'm, I got a beautiful uh, BMW iX outside, but it's $105,000. Mm-hmm. Who the heck can afford that? And then you've got to get a level, you know, level two charger. At least. If you don't want to sit, if you don't want to sit in your house for nine hours waiting for the thing to charge. Right now, I have it plugged in on the house current. It's three days before the thing's going to charge up, <laughs> and I'm fortunate. And I'm fortunate enough to have a driveway. Yeah, that's uh, true. What a, what a, what a city do What a city do I know. Listen, Dave, uh, I traveled with uh, the late great Warren Brown for the Washington Post on a Bentley program back in 2012, maybe to Germany. Uh huh. And we drove across Germany in a, in a Bentley convertible, and uh, you know, we we marveled at all of the uh, propeller of uh, wind power stations across the country. You come around a bend, and the same thing in Spain and Portugal. You come around bends, and you got all these beautiful propellers, just fields of wind. Uh, you know, I was talking with Greg Morrison from Bumper to Bumper Television the other day. 
and we were talking. I uh, did a little radio segment with him, and I asked him. I said, "Dave, when, I'm sorry, uh, Greg, when you fly from Atlanta to California, once you get past the Midwestern states, what do you see out the window? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You see miles and miles and miles and miles of sun-baked." Depending on the elevations, could be snow as well, but it still doesn't matter if it's snow or if it's desert. You can build solar panel farms that stretch for thousands of miles. If they can run, if if the if the Canadians want to run a pipeline from Canada down to the U.S. that's been declined and and you know it's a subject of, of bipartisan bickering, why can't we build solar panel? Or solar st- or, or wind power stations, you know, wind power in the oceans, solar panels across the plains. Why can't we do that? Well, and, and be ready, and be ready. Let me finish my point real quick. Yeah, and be ready for California. California is way ahead of the curve when it comes to electric vehicles. Their love affair for Teslas is unparalleled. But again, why should you face a brownout when all you got to do is plug in some solar panels in the middle of? Carfrankian USA, (laughs) some some desert, and get some sun, some sun power going here. Pipe it into California. I, I run some lines. Okay, now you just came back from Palm Springs a little while back, right? Yes. And did you see how many wind turbines are not spinning? I didn't see any wind turbines while I was there, Dave. Oh, really? Okay, well, if you... Not a one. Okay, well, if you come back to San Diego, there's farms after farms after farms after farms. And I'll bet you maybe, maybe 2% are turning. You got to put wind farms where the wind actually blows. This is putting wind farms in Oklahoma. No, this place blows. When between Palm Springs and San Diego, it get there. And then I, where else? Then I was over out in the desert outside of El Centro. Nothing. For whatever reason, they're, I don't know. That's I, I haven't dug into it, to be really well, honest with you. you. At, did you look at the Santa? Did you look at the Santa Ana winds this year? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but California, when I told you about that report, they have stated that the wind power and the solar farms, as they predicted, would take care of the problem, are not taking care of the problem. They're not generating Ooh. enough electricity, and now they're on a rethink. Now they're trying to figure out what else to do. But whoever you know tracked this whole program out, it's not developing the wind and the and the the sun, yes. But I got to tell you, I've got a guy coming out next week that's going to wash and clean my solar panels because I'll bet you 80% of the public never cleans their panels, and that'll bump you 20% in your efficiency. So I spend the money and make sure it's done because I want the maximum because I do electric vehicles. I got a level two charger. And, you know, you might want to even think about doing that at your end. I mean, you're on the jury. All you got to do is ask a manufacturer and they'll hook you up. Seriously. Right, right. I, I, I tried that and it has not worked. <laughs> I guess I got to be. Do I have to be your front man? Do I have to be your front? <laughs> I think you might have to step in here, Dave. You're just too tall. I have, I've, asked, I've asked several manufacturers for charges. They're like, you better. We'll give you uh, 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 Electrify America. Really? The largest. So, I've got one. We'll give you a $50. 
a fifty dollar discount. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I got I had one given I had one given to me and I called him up. I said, Do you have anything that's new? And he goes, Yeah, we got a brand new one coming out. We'll we'll send it out and hook you up and I said, Okay, so I've got a new one coming. Yeah, I mean, because I had the Kia, I'm sorry, I had the Hyundai Kona electric alongside the BMW. Yeah. got to tell you, man, that, that Hyundai Kona uh, electric is pretty, well, it's pretty impressive. According to Automotive News, Hyundai and Kia are ahead of the game when it comes to... They're a, killing it. Yeah, they're killing it with electric vehicles. The they're killing 5, it. Yeah. The Ionic 5 and the EV6 are state-of-the-art. I know. And even at the Kona level, I, I was breaking tire off. I was breaking all four tires when I put the pot down on the, uh, you know, on the uh, Hyundai Kona. All four tires broke loose when I when I floored the accelerator on the on the Kona EV. They, all four. They should charge like, you twenty dollars oh, for that. You're supposed to be green, not know, burning rubber. Hey, man, but see, that's the problem with green cars. There's so much fun to drive. These electric <laughs> cars have such blistering acceleration. You burn up all the savings that you would normally have over a gas car. You're yeah. like kicking everybody's butt on the road. I know. You know, like these, like these Tesla Plaid people are just—they're just like they're like oh. Charger Hellcat maniacs. Oh. The they just—they're only their only function in life is to destroy the competition. That's you, it. You know, that's, it's that's only it's funny you say that because I had the Porsche Taycan, and I just posted yeah. it casually. I'm thinking this is probably one of the best all around. The word all around. Yeah. Electric right. performance vehicles. Whoa, my God. The plaid people came after me like I had said something with a four-letter word. And I finally had I'd to say, have a- I, I go, folks, I mean, all you guys care about is point A, point B, and that's it. I'm talking about a car yeah. you could go in the mountains, you could cut the corners, and drive it every day, and it's just such a joy to drive. They didn't want to hear it. And it's screwed. It's screwed together. Yes, well. I mean, yes. Come on, folks. They don't you know, want. Look, they look, don't want to hear it. The, the the cult of Elon. You know, we could, we could talk another eight hours about the cult of Elon. But you know, he's got them all convinced that you know the Teslas are the the best thing since the hula hoop. And you know, it's fine if you love your Tesla. I'm not mad at you. Yeah, but um, it's a kit know, car. The build, the build quality on the models that I've driven is atrocious. It's a kit car. And, um, I'll <laughs> I'll take a Porsche Taycan oh. any day over a Tesla Plaid any day. Because I have I have legendary um, a legendary company behind me, not yeah. somebody who wants to build a tunnel one day and put people on the moon the next. Thank you very Get much. Focused, build build some cars. Yeah. No. Hey, this was it. fun, buddy. This was fun. Thanks a million Thank you, for you, hang, hanging out care. with me. <laughs> you take care, and we'll talk to you next week, bud. Right here on yes, sir. FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer.